We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Good morning, everyone. If you could uh, start to take your seats, that'd be good. <laughs> we could listen to the sermon standing up, but uh, legs might get tired. Encounters with God. That's what uh, Ben and Darren have been preaching on over the past couple of months. Now, um, this morning I quickly checked over this morning's plan on our planning app and I just saw a pastor, someone is preaching and I thought, oh, I thought I was preaching. <laughs> and I realised that Gabby has uh, <laughs> cheekily put these two letters in front of my name that mean that this better be the best sermon I've ever preached, apparently. <laughs> the pressure's on. Encounters with God. We've, um, the, the sermons have, have been looking at people's encounters uh, that are recorded in the Bible. But today I want to focus a little bit more on, on our own encounters. So throughout Scripture... Uh, the people who follow Jesus, they're the people who have encountered God and then tell everyone about it. We're people of the good news, and the good news needs telling. So we have an encounter, but then that encounter gets, gets told. And um, the, the word that the Bible uses for this is to be a witness. And then the things that, the, that a witness says uh, are their testimony. They testify. And um, if you've spent a while in the church, you've probably been encouraged to, um, to learn how to tell your testimony, learn how to be a witness. And usually what that, what that means is that you can say something about Jesus and what he's done and then tell your story of when you were saved. And that's great. There is something really special about our initial encounter with God. And it sort of becomes more special in the, in the telling and retelling. We kind of wear, that, wear a groove and, and uh, we can maybe see that story in new ways. But maybe a bit of a challenge is that the good news that we're telling should be good news that's ongoing. It didn't just happen once in our lives, but the good news is and, and our encounters with God should be throughout our lives. Jesus came to earth. He was God, as Nathan told us. He, if we want to know what God is like, we look to Jesus. And Jesus died for us, died for our sins, and he defeated sin and death in the most decisive and clear way, showing us what God is like in, in the clearest way. But then, after Jesus' resurrection, God sent the Holy Spirit. So we remembered a couple of weeks ago, on Pentecost. God sent the Holy Spirit to be among us, the church. And God is still here among us in the Holy Spirit. And he's still working among us now. But I wonder, how good are we at noticing it? I know that when I go to a, uh, go to a conference or, or a worship service or set aside some kind of special time, then I'm primed, then I'm ready. Now's my time to encounter God. But is there anywhere 
that God isn't already working? God is the one who holds all things together and he lives through us in the Holy Spirit. Encounter. There shouldn't be any reason why we don't encounter God all the time, in every moment. Let's pray quickly. Holy Spirit, come upon us now. Open our hearts, open our minds, open our eyes to see how you're working. And may uh, we learn something new today, but then be able to put that into practice in our lives. That when we leave this place, that, um, that something will be changed and our actions will be changed. And we will see your kingdom here on earth. Amen. Now I reckon sometimes we don't notice God in everything because we're not really ready to or willing to. Um, I know that I'm not always ready or willing for God to impact in every situation in my life. But we're called to be witnesses. And you know, a witness, like someone in a courtroom, they've seen something and then they tell everyone about it. And I can think of, you know, if you're, if you're asked, you know, if you witness an accident or witness a crime, you might have been in this situation before, and then people ask you questions about it, you think, well, I don't even pay attention to what that person looked like or what colour their car was or... You know, because you're not primed, you're not ready to do that noticing. And, and I wonder whether there are different ways we can, we can prime ourselves to notice God's work in the world around us so that we're ready for that encounter, um, ready to recognise where God's already working in our world. We miss so much of God's work, I think, because not because it's not there, not because God's not working, but because we're not not ready to see it. It's easy to miss something that you're not looking for because we're so focused on the grind. We're so focused on the nitty-gritty, those little things. I know I can be you know, hyper-focused on the next thing, the next task to get done, and it stops me from noticing the things around me and stops me from noticing the people around me and, and even how God's at work around me. And sometimes even, it's not that we are, we're just, you know, focused on the one thing, but sometimes we think God can't be at work in that situation. So we're not even ready for it at all. We're not ready for God to be working because we think, oh, he couldn't, couldn't possibly be working in that person's life yet. He, they need me first, you know, that's, that's what that's all about. And Jesus tells a story about this. So if you've got a Bible and you want to open to Luke 10, Jesus tells a story about how God is work, working uh, when we don't expect it and how God sometimes shows up where we don't think he can be. This is the story of the Good Samaritan. It says, On one occasion, an expert in the law or a lawyer, stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit 
eternal life. Now, when the teachers are asking about eternal life, it's not only talking about some life in the future. It's talking about the life of eternity that starts now. So he's asking, how can I live in that full encounter with God that begins now and goes on into eternity? And Jesus says to him, what, what's written in the law? How do you read it? The lawyer answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And love your neighbour as yourself. So there's two things to live in that full encounter with God and to experience that encounter. Love God. Now sometimes that can be a bit of a nebulous thing. We're not really sure how to do it. Or, especially in our culture, it becomes a really personal thing. Love God. I love God by turning my worship music on, having my quiet time, reading my Bible and praying. But there's more to it. How do we love God? By loving our neighbour. That's what Jesus says. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, with all your mind. Love your neighbour as yourself. And the lawyer says. Jesus says, yeah, you've answered correctly. Do this and you'll live. This is that eternal life. The encounter with God that starts now and goes on into eternity. But the lawyer wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, so who's my neighbour? In reply, Jesus said, well, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, they beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. So if anyone is going to bring the presence of God to enable that encounter with God, who's it going to be? Surely a priest. Someone whose job it is to embody God and to bring people in the presence of God. Is that who it was? Well, the priest saw the man and he passed by on the other side. He didn't want to contaminate the holiness that he had. Then a Levite. Well, if it's not a priest, maybe it'll be a Levite. So if Israel was supposed to show the world God's way of living, the Levites were the family that was supposed to show Israel God's way of living. So if anyone's going to bring God, surely it will be a Levite. Surely the Levite will be the one to, to uh, enable an encounter with God. That's where God must be. When he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now this is almost like a, a three-man walk into a bar kind of joke. You've got the priest, you've got the Levite. You know what this lawyer is expecting? The priest is holy, the Levite, holy. But if those two can't do it, you know who can? Surely it's got to be the lawyer. That's what the lawyer's thinking. He's thinking, I'm... Oh, these guys, nah, these... So who's my neighbour? Well, who's the one who acts like a neighbour? Who's the one who loves? Priest doesn't do a good enough job. Lawyer doesn't. Uh, Levite doesn't. But it's the lawyer. The lawyer's going to be the one who loves. 
Jesus says, a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was. Not even a Jew. Not even part of God's holy people. In fact, they read the wrong Bible. They worship at the wrong place. They do everything wrong. If there's anywhere that God can't be, surely it is in a Samaritan. You would not be looking for an encounter with God from a Samaritan. But the Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. When I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the lawyer replied. And notice he can't even put those words on his tongue. He says, the one who had mercy on him. He can't even say Samaritan. It's such a disgusting word to him. God can't be there. Can't be in that place. No, not in a Samaritan. You notice it's not even, not even a, a holy person who's showing mercy to a Samaritan. That might be a, a, nice, a nice, generous thing. No, it's the Samaritan is the one who's bringing, bringing God bringing that encounter with God to the man by the side of the road. It's the last person you would expect, the last person you would hope. And the lawyer can't even say his name. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. You holy lawyer, act like a Samaritan. <laughs> you know, um, just before he sang make room and it says shake up the ground of all my tradition break down the walls of all my religion i think this is what it's talking about we think we know where god is we think we know where and how to encounter god but i think life is um just always learning that god is somewhere else god god is always everywhere and uh and it just takes us a long time to to work that out so often, God is already working where we think he can't possibly be. Sometimes we think we're the ones bringing Jesus into a situation, but actually, he's already there. And he's already working. He's already doing wonderful things. I know um, many, many people who have been on like a short-term mission trip have this experience. You know, they, I know as a 20-year-old, I went... Um, to the Pacific, into the Solomon Islands, and I thought, oh, here we go. We can love people so much. We can bring the message of Jesus. I, I ended up, we ended up going to a, to a, a Bible college up in the mountains, and, um, and they asked me to teach at the Bible college. I was 20 years old. I'd you know, barely finished school, and probably wasn't a lot that I could teach them. But I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll do the right thing. I'll... I'll teach. But 
So we go there thinking that we're the ones bringing Jesus. But have you ever seen anybody uh, who lives out trust in Jesus? You know, I know some people have, have gone overseas and experienced those things that, man, people always come back from a missions trip saying, oh, we were so blessed. We thought we were the ones going to bless, but we were blessed. We saw new things. We, we saw new ways to, to actually live the way of Jesus. This is, this is how people live and trust in real everyday life. It's amazing. Their generosity, their love for each other, and just trust. So God is always there before us, working greater things than we could have ever dreamed. And that's the story that we can tell and retell if, uh, if we're sort of primed, if we're ready. But how do we attune ourselves for that kind of encounter? I think this is, this is partly what it means um, to be prophetic, to have a prophetic vision, is to be able to see where God is working in the everyday. How is what we're experiencing a part of the big picture that God, um, that God has begun at the, at the creation of the world. I think if you look in Acts, all the, you know, there's Peter and Stephen who preached big long sermons. They're, they're witnessing. They're telling their testimony. And what it is, is the whole of God's story right from the beginning. They tell the whole story of Israel and what they've experienced in Jesus is the culmination of that. And now as we have lived as the church, we can tell the story of the church after that, how people have lived faithful lives, and then how we have been blessed by the faith, faithfulness of others and we've come to meet Jesus and encounter Jesus in our own lives and our everyday Could we please have the band up and in a in a moment we'll sing but um yeah i wonder how do we attune ourselves for an encounter i think um you know sometimes it's just a 10 minute reflection at the end of the day you know you might just stop and think back over your day so much of our lives is just live forwards we're just looking to the next thing moving to the next day we don't stop and look back and think about what what's just happened and where god has been in those moments i think i noticed some people um some people use photos use their phone camera just to go oh where am i noticing something beautiful something wonderful and you know i know some people who use instagram like that where where can i recognize god in these moments and a lot of people journal a lot of people read their bible and then journal um, devotionally what if we looked at our lives that way if we learnt what God is speaking to us through the Bible, but then also side by side, what, what is God saying to us in our lives and our experiences? How do we um, look back and interpret the situations and the people that we, that we meet and, and the people that love us and who we love? How do we, how do we reflect on that and make it, 
make it part of our testimony, part of our witness. That God is here among us now. And also our prayers. I think that quite often we pray for something that we hope to happen over there when maybe through our prayers God's calling us to something as well, calling to empower us to, to be an answer to those prayers that we're praying ourselves. And why don't we, you know, when we pray for, for peace, well, how can we be a peacemaker there? How's the Holy Spirit empowering us to be a peacemaker in that situation? When we pray for healing, how is God calling us to be a healer in that situation? When we pray for prov provision for someone else, how's God calling us to provide? Our prayers and petitions, um, when we're listening to God, he brings prayers out of us and and through the Holy Spirit, we're empowered to be part of that. So we need to recognize these, those things and then believe and pray for more and for the, for the ability of us and those around us to be able to be part of those prayers through the Holy Spirit. So where's God already working? I encourage you to, to think back over this week, just gone. Where's God working? And where, going forward, after we've stopped and had a look, where can we join in where God is already working? Because we're not starting something new. God's already at work. But we need to, we need to notice. And, uh, yeah, my prayer for all of us is that in these coming weeks that uh, God will open our eyes so that we can see where he's already working, that we'll be able to make that space so God can speak to us.